Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Hey, paratruthers. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons over on patreon.com forward slash paratruth. With their help, we are continuing to bring amazing new content to our listeners every week. So if you feel the urge to donate, head on over to patreon.com forward slash paratruth where you can just donate only a dollar and get some amazing rewards for your donation. Go check it out. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is What's up, folks? Welcome to a brand new episode of Parachute Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we kick off the most wonderful time of year. That is the Christmas season with an all new episode in which we're going to be talking about Christmas ghost stories. Now, in today's episode, we're not going to literally be sharing Christmas ghost stories with you, though that's something we may do at some point in the future this month. Um, but today we're actually going to talk about the history of the Christmas ghost story. As we all know, Christmas ghost stories aren't the most popular thing to be sharing around Christmas time these days. Uh, and yet there's always something around Christmas that reminds us that there once were ghost stories. Uh, one is in a song, for example, which is mentioned in this is the most wonderful time of year. And I know I've heard like, We've all heard that song a billion times. And every time I hear that ghost story part, I always think like, what kind of ghost stories? I mean, I only know one, and that's the Christmas Carol. Right. Uh, you know, that's probably because it's the most famous one. But it had you and I thinking because this is a paranormal show, obviously. If you guys didn't know that, I, I no words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just to, to share the line. It, it goes, there will be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Now, mm-hmm. I've never understood that line because I it never makes knew. sense now. Well, I sometimes I could never understand what he was saying. I, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's sometimes the the 
the audio is bad when they're playing it or something. But, mm-hmm. you know, now reading that makes sense, especially with what we're talking about today. And I'm like, how did I never catch that before? <laughs> that he was yeah, like, you know what? It's, stories. <laughs> it's really because uh, I think the reason behind that is simple. We're so caught up in the song itself. And we know the lyrics. We really do. But we're singing it and enjoying it. And we don't take the time to stop and think about what the lyrics are actually saying. And how often do any of us really stop to really like pay attention to the lyrics of any song? They're just there's a couple songs that I was listening to uh, recently. And I was like, I don't know what happened, but I listened to them all the time. And then it just clicked. I was like, did she really just say what I think she did? And it's a horrible thing that she said. And I'm like, she did. She really did say that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes you're not paying attention and, uh, it's good music, but, uh, yeah. So with that said though, since, since you brought up, uh, how suddenly it just kind of dawned on you what that really means, why don't we go ahead and jump into that real quick, uh, a little bit. So what is it about that particular line that made you think, huh, that's really interesting. And where does that line take us exactly? Well, I, you know, I I had never really heard about the the ghost stories, um, telling ghost stories at Christmas time. Growing up the way we did, you know, Christianity has kind of eliminated that from the the celebration. And eventually, I did hear a little bit about it until we finally decided we were going to do that as part of the series for December and looking at it and him saying there will be scary ghost stories. He's throwing back to not only where it came from, which we will get into it, uh, but it goes back to Victorian times, but also Charles Dickens, who Dickens, who was trying to revive that tradition because at the time of Charles Dickens, it was, um, the, the celebration of Christmas was being banned on top of telling the ghost stories uh, of Christmas. And then, you know, when it goes into and tales of glories of Christmas is long, long ago. And it's like, okay, well, those two types of things to me <clears throat> don't really make sense other than we're talking about history in general because we're, we're talking about Christmas's past but we're also talking about the ghost stories that have been eliminated from the traditions that we know today Mm -hmm. well and one thing that's interesting about uh christmas past that you mentioned uh it's much like when when people talk about their past they talk about their ghosts Mm -hmm. uh whenever they talk about their ghosts they're usually talking to referring to something that happened in the past something that no longer exists or ceased to exist Uh, and so when we talk about christmas past some of these ghost stories could simply be telling stories of the old days and not just like the old, old days, like the Victorian times, but about our own old days, you know, like you and I growing up in grandpa's house for Christmas Eve, you know, those are ghost stories because that's the past. So there's something that's something that doesn't actually live any longer in the present time, uh, physically, but instead in our hearts. And so there you have a ghost. And so that's another meaning to the ghost story. And maybe it's not as scary as some of these scary ghost ghost stories. stories. But it also says the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. And that would be a glory. Uh, But also the whole idea of 
the spirit of Christmas or the Christmas spirit that we hear about every year. I mean, that could be in reference to these ghost stories as well, or to a literal ghost of some sort. Um, I mean, what exactly does Christmas spirit mean? And of course, there's a couple of different views out there, beliefs, some being that it's an actual physical entity of some sort, the idea of a spirit or the Holy Spirit. Uh, But spirit could also be a reference to just the type of joy that everybody has, this type of emotion, you know, that is in the spirit. So it really does come down to what your beliefs are and what exactly you get out of Christmas. Because, I mean, not everybody obviously enjoys Christmas or even participates. So, but I I think there's some, I think the whole idea of ghost stories or Christmas can be a relatively broad idea as opposed to a specific one. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's a very good point that it, it doesn't necessarily mean ghost as in haunting human spirit, demon, whatever, but ghosts of the past not ghosts as in paranormal so yeah i I think that's a really good point um and i mean when when it says scary ghost stories maybe they're talking about maybe they're just talking about past loved ones that have have died and not necessarily scary but it's a sad time um i mean there are people that end up on the streets or in in mental institutions and to them that would be a scary ghost story because maybe they were in that situation during christmas time and they're telling people about it Mm -hmm. so i think it's that particular line can be left up to interpretation as well so yeah i i think that's a really good point and now, when I was doing the research on this, and it was only a couple articles that I came across, but for the most part, what I was seeing as far as when it goes back to the actual history of telling ghost stories, they were literally telling scary stories, right? Did you come mm-hmm. across anything different? No. Mm-mm. So... This this tradition that we're talking about this episode is actually really interesting. I actually come across an article a little while back called a a plea to bring back this tradition uh, by the Smithsonian Mag dot com, and they t- they just wanted to talk a little bit about Charles Dickens and how he was re- he was trying to keep that that tradition alive, um, but. I came across another article from DeseretNews.com, and it actually goes into the history of it, and it's really interesting. The ghost storytelling goes back to Victorian times, and people, uh, I mean, that w- Victorian times was a little bit closer to the, the pagan traditions than when we get a little bit further down the road into the 17th century where the Puritans were taking over a little bit. Um, But they were doing this because they, like I said, they have, they had that pagan connection. And most people know, if you don't know, a lot of the stuff that comes into Christmas comes from, from pagan belief. You got the Yule log, you've got uh, the, um, (coughs) the, the, the Yule log is the Christmas tree. Now, 
and and a cup the the date as well, December twenty fifth. They made it that Christ's birth that day because they were trying to link it to where they could bring more pagans in, but also link all that together so it was more of a universal tradition. Mm-hmm. Now the festivals were were going on even back in Roman and uh, northern Europe, early northern European times. This was a celebration of the longest night of the year, the winter solstice, and um, it was kind of a a tradition to be held for the most haunted or it to be most haunted due to its association with the death of the sun and the light because the nights get longer. Uh, in that same respect, a lot of people believed that during that time, the, the winter solstice, that the barrier between the worlds of the living and the dead are at the thinnest. Now, today, we believe that to be Halloween. And it's interesting that there was a transition from Christmas to Halloween. Now, during the mid-17th century, a Puritan leader, Oliver Cromwell, who deemed himself Lord Protector of England, was perhaps not entirely justified in his actions to abolish the celebration of Christmas. Uh, he, as he argued, which Eric and I have heard this from a, a lot of Christians we know today, nowhere in the Bible does it tell Christians to celebrate celebrate Christ's birth on the 25th of December, nor in fact does it even mention any holy day other than the Lord's Sabbath. And that argument is still being dredged up about by a lot of uh, Christians and, and denominations because it has pagan roots to it. So he was trying to get this abolished. And what is really interesting about this was this was close to the the time that uh, Charles Dickens came out with his, his story during the industrial revolution. There was a small gap there, but he was trying to a lot of people believe he single-handedly saved the winter holiday from dying out during that time uh, by coming out with this story and, and not only just Christmas in general but this particular tradition of telling ghost stories so one thing that I I loved about it was the fact that it does attribute to a sense that Charles Dickens was trying to do that now Doing the research for this, was there something that stood out to you as far as either why that tradition was going on or or what had happened where it's kind of transitioned? From the original to what we have today, you mean? Right, right, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that have done it, you know, to, to change things, especially when you're thinking of the pagan to Christian times um i know like the argument you mentioned is still a big argument uh in regards to why or when we celebrate the birth of christ uh 
but people have to understand that, yes, even though the Bible doesn't say something, that's not to say like celebrating God is a wrong. Right. Because it doesn't say you can't. Right. Which I know that that's, that's kind of, uh, that could be a little fishy because that could be bending a lot of things. A lot of people could say, well, it also doesn't say you can't. And there's a lot of things in the Bible where it's very clear. Like, even though it doesn't say you can, it's very <laughs> clear. Obviously, you can't or shouldn't either. But the, the thing is, like, you have to remember in the early days of Christianity, the whole point uh, for a lot of the apostles back then was to convert everyone, was to bring them to Christ. Uh, and one of the best ways to do that or easier ways to do that, I guess, was to not acknowledge, but instead, I guess, in a sense, destroy the original pagan holiday and transform it into something uh, that was more godly. And so naturally what happened was just that, and people began to focus Christmas as a celebration of God as opposed to the pagan, uh, anything that was a pagan belief system back then. I mean, there's a lot of different beliefs uh, running around Christmas. Same with Easter. And we see the same thing with St. Patrick when he went to Ireland and he he changed the look of the cross, the crucifix. He put a circle around it and combined a symbol of their God with the symbol of our God into one so that it'd be, there'd be an easier transition uh, for the people of Ireland at the time uh, to come to Christ and find some type of association that they already were familiar with. And that's pretty much what Christmas was, too. It was taking something that somebody people already knew very well, but then putting the face of a different God on it. Uh, and that was a way of saying, this is why you celebrate Christmas or why you should celebrate Christmas. And then it gives the apostles and the disciples of the time uh, and the Christian leaders a better reason uh, or a more accurate reason or better way to tell the story uh, to everybody. Well, one thing I was thinking about gearing up for this episode is a nightmare before Christmas. And I don't know if you, you have this answer or not, but have you ever heard or seen anything that, uh, that was the inspiration for Tim Burton? Were these old ghost stories at all? I mean, cause it does kind of reflect that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see anything that really compared or contrasted the, I mean, obviously there's contrast, great contrast between Halloween and Christmas and uh, on the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, but there's nothing in particular that showed the writer, the director, in this case, Tim Burton, who was trying to associate or make some type of connection, as you were just talking about. With the traditions. Yeah, with the traditions um, of old. And that, that's because, like, I mean, when you look at I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who can say probably that there's some type of connection. And it, with any film, it really does come down to the viewer. Uh, that's what most films are created for. It's not necessarily one way or the other for most films. It's kind of open to interpretation. Um, but with a film like that, uh, I think it's more so just the idea of two holidays that are vastly different uh, trying to come together to become one. And it just doesn't work. And that's kind of one of the big things I've noticed in that story, uh, Halloween and Christmas can't really, even though they're relatable to some extent, um, they're very much the complete opposite of each other. And therefore one can't be the other. Uh, so I think it's more so a, a story of contrast and 
beyond that, it's kind of a story of being who you are and who you're supposed to be. You know, Jack Skeleton is a horror. You know, he, he, do, he does all this horror stuff. He scares kids. That's what he's good at. That's what he knows. Right. He tried doing the Christmas thing, the Santa thing, and he failed miserably. Right. Uh, and it's a reminder of don't change who you are just because you're necessarily bored. I mean, obviously you could do things differently, but try to try to embrace who you are uh, and see what happens in a way. Well, I would I would love to see and we can do some research to do another episode on it of the different types of ghost stories that were told back in the day. And I mean, the only reference we really do have at this point is a Christmas girl. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that Charles Dickens was revolutionary in the fact that he was trying to keep that tradition alive and one of the the uh, things that that I've always found fascinating is that it introduces not only ghosts in general, but a ghost of past, present, and future. And when we think about what we've been doing research on for years now, mm-hmm. nowhere in the research that we have come across suggests that there's any ghosts from the future. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the ghost of Christmas future was literally a death type of creature sort of, but do you, do you think there was any relevance to what we talk about today in, in that reference in as far as a, a ghost from the future. Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it depends on how, how you really want to look at it because you and I have discussed like, like this comes uh, kind of away from, in my opinion, away from paranormal aspect a bit um, and more into the science aspect of it because when you think of the future and you think of the past um you have to think outside of our current space and time uh, now space and time time exists and within space there is things uh but if there's something living outside of space and time and therefore time and space are not you know of no concern to that to the entity then whatever's coming to visit you from the future could also be from the past or could also be from the present like if time is like God, for example, we're just going to use God real quick because he's a good example. He is the past, the present and the future because he knows the past and lives in the past, but he knows the future and lives in the future while all the while remaining in our present. And that's something that's just beyond our understanding. And so a ghost coming from the past or from the future, I mean, I, I think it plays a big role in just like the story to help promote the, or move the story forward. This whole idea of past, present, future. Um, but in reality, it's like, like with that story in particular, it's it's weird because they're kind of using the ghost as like a fear tactic to make Scrooge uh, learn a lesson. Um, and that's good for, for the sakes of all those who watch it because then they don't have to learn that lesson the hard way. But it's more of an idea like, you know, with your past, you kind of let go of your past. You know, there's nothing you could really do to change that. With your future, what are the horrors that exist? 
and how can you change them? And that's simply making the right decisions in your present. And that's really, I think, what the story is about is to avoid tragedy in the future or some heartache or whatever, try to make the right choices in the present. And obviously you can't always do that, but you know, I, I think that's what really the moral of that story just partially is. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> well, I, I think that's I think that's a cool way to look at it. And um I think doing what you were talking about with, with the science of it, mm -hmm. nowhere can we even determine what is really going on in general with hauntings. So whether it's a human spirit, demon, or some other entity altogether that we don't even know about, who's to say that even if, for example, even if a ghost came through and somehow got the message across, hey, I'm from the future. It's like, okay, but you're just telling me that. How do I know? <laughs> you know right. I mean? <laughs> right. So, all right, folks. Um, good place to take our break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on paratruthradio.com as well as the numerous areas you can find us. We will be right back right after this break. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at Inside the Goblin Universe. 
www.podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to, again, a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And if you haven't tuned in, well, you must have tuned in because you're listening to me right now. (laughs) So, uh, if you didn't tune in earlier, (laughs) yeah, if you didn't tune in earlier, uh, go ahead and hit the pause button, stop button, and start over from scratch. Um... Although, really, I don't know how or why you come in halfway through since this is like a... Some, sometimes you know, I tune out episodes. So. Yeah. So. Not, a, not Any, of our show, per se, but other people's podcasts. Because you're listening to people and it's sometimes it's droning on and you're like, what? Oh, I know. I get it, man. I get it. Um, so we've been talking about ghost stories and in particular Christmas ghost stories. Or the ghost stories of Christmas. And we've been talking, kind of getting into uh, well, a lot of different things, really. Uh, we've been talking about the idea of God and Christmas. We've been talking about the spirit of Christmas. Uh, we've been talking about the relation between Halloween and Christmas. And also with uh, between the pagan and Victorian times and what we have today as Christmas. And how Christmas really just all came to be. Uh, not in a general sense, but in our modern sense of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to think of the last thing we spoke about before we went to commercial. And I, I know one of the things that we were talking about was um, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And whether or not there was really a, a some type of connection between this whole idea of the ghosts, the, old, the ghosts of old and... Yeah. The modern Christmas. Um, that, and we also kind of mentioned a little bit uh, the idea of a future ghost and what that really represents, such as the ghost of future past um, in Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. So, with that said, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we really covered today that even I didn't think about before the show. Uh, I don't know about you, but. I feel like Christmas, like ghost stories, is one of those things that I've I've never really like learned or like told or have heard stories of minus the Christmas Carol, and yet is intriguing enough for me to want them to kind of come back to better understand what telling Christmas stories were all about or ghost stories were all about on Christmas. Right. Yeah. Well, the the thing that through doing the research, I mean, people, even if it was a fictional story if it was just something for people to have an anecdote and and learn something from that's where a lot of the the stories came from but there were even stories of almost a a paranormal type feel where they were having accounts of uh bumping into spirits or even dead loved ones or that sort of thing so it was I couldn't find anything as to why the the transition happened from the 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 veil being thinnest at winter solstice to being 
closer to Halloween and Samhain and All Souls Day and all that stuff. But the one thing that um, was interesting was that it has happened. And and I wish I could have found something that made that tra- tra- transition other than the fact that the Puritans were trying to kind of downplay Christmas. And that's why it didn't, that particular tradition tradition didn't make it to America because the, the original, the original settlers from the Mayflower and that sort of thing were Puritans. Mm -hmm. So I honestly, I feel from what we've been doing for the past almost 10 years now, but even before that, I would have found it fascinating because it's a tradition that's not normally done anymore. So I, I would have been like, oh, sweet. Ghost stories during Christmas time. It's like my other favorite hol- holiday Halloween. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in, in your opinion, and I, I've been saying, you know, uh, Charles Dickens was trying to, re- to keep this tradition alive. Do you think that he really was the revolutionary mind that was trying to do this? Or do you think it was a tradition that people are, were not wanting to die and that's why they latched onto the story? Uh, I mean, I think, I think Dickens really was trying to, I don't know if he was trying to reignite the passion for ghost stories necessarily, but I think he was definitely um, cashing in on the idea of it. Okay. Because... And not to say he wasn't passionate about it. That makes it sound like he was only interested in, in succeeding, making right. money off it. That's not what I mean by that. Uh, but I just mean like there is this, these old ideas of the Christmas stories, of uh, ghost stories, that nobody really did. And he capitalized on that. He took advantage of it and it became a really popular story. And since then, we haven't seen anything like the Christmas Carol. Uh, and obviously, there's been reiterations of the Christmas Carol. We've seen new horror films like Krampus and stuff like that, but nothing that really relates on such a human level as the Christmas Christmas Carol does. Um, because most horror films nowadays or scary stories are really out there just to strike fear into you, and it's that plain and simple. But a Christmas story, Christmas Carol, geez Louise, there's so many. <laughs> but a Christmas Carol uh, was one of those that that spoke to the heart more so than the mind, you know, got you thinking about your own life choices uh, and what basically that past, present and future ghost that we see in the story represent in our own lives. Uh, because again, we've said it before, like ghosts can be anything. It can be mistakes. It could be uh, um, regrets and things like that. And, and you got to figure out how to let go of those pasts, this past ghosts so that the future ones don't, come knocking on your door. Right, right. Now, do you think that there is that Christmas miracle, kind of like what happened in, in A Christmas Carol, that can change somebody so much from being such a horrible person to being a very loving and kind person? Do, do you think that that is possible? Maybe not today who knows it, it could happen today but even in the in the past or even recent past do you think that is a possibility that something like that can happen uh if it's based on the story i don't i mean i don't know 
But I'll tell you that I, I know stories or I've heard of stories, um, people that I know who've made those changes after uh, like coming to faith in Christ. Uh, people who were very much jerks, we'll leave it at that, uh, who one day, you know, just overnight seem like they're completely different people. Um, now, whether or not that lived on forever or, you know, was short lived, there was obviously a change. Um, and so I, I do think it's very possible Um but I think it really depends on on who you are and your personality. You know, some, it's, for some people, it's harder to make those changes, especially when you're living in a situation for so long where you're constantly like kind of stubborn and putting, you know, joy and cheer off to the side and putting people off to the side and not really helping out, you know, trying to go out of your way all of a sudden to make an impact in a positive light can be very difficult to do once you're kind of you've come succumb to to your own greed i guess right yeah well so it was more so when it wasn't necessarily a christmas miracle but a christian miracle that these people changed from one side to the other oh yeah yeah i mean in my experience i've never really i've never experienced anything like like scrooge you know for christmas you know but uh, I'll tell you, there's plenty of people out there who believe that they can be nice on Christmas and then that's it. You know, they'll do something good on Christmas or around Christmas, right. give a tip to somebody, make a positive, you know, comment or something. And then that's the last thing you hear from them until the following Christmas. That crap happens all the time. Right. But somebody really uh, experiencing something. And I'm sure there's people out there who experience, you know, the stories, you've heard stories of people changing after some type of uh, incident or, you know, something that's just like took them to the level. Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think that stuff happens just, I don't know. It it doesn't happen often. I don't think. And it also doesn't happen based on a story that was told to them. Christmas story. Right. So is, is growing up, is a Christmas Carol to you a memorable story that that should still be a, a tradition and, and told today? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so if for some fluke in, uh, thing that, that happened that we started doing this tradition again, or even if we did it as a, as a family thing, do you think that that, that story would be included in our stories or, or should we, do you think we should come up with our own to, to keep that tradition alive? I mean, I think it's completely up to, to the person, you know, I mean, obviously if you can come up with your own story, that's very relatable to a Christmas Carol. I mean, that'd be great, especially if it's something that hits close to home, something about a family member or uh, a past event, like something that kind of, um, I guess, puts a connection between you and whoever this, you're telling. Now, if you're telling like a third or fourth, you know, fourth person story, something like that, it's a little harder to relate to. But if it's something from your own personal experience that you're able to create, then that makes the story much stronger and much more believable as well. Right. Uh, you know, and, and it really comes down to like, Again, when you're thinking of the Christmas of a Christmas Carol, um, I feel like the show is really just turning into a Christmas Carol. This episode, as well as the ghost stories, it's the only uh, reference we have. But it's the <laughs> only reference we have. You're right. But when you look at that as a whole, the whole story. I mean, uh, and I, I've already mentioned this, so I'm going to kind of just re- 
mention it again, putting the nail in the coffin type of thing. Um, It's really created based on one's own personal experiences, that kind of story. Uh, And I feel like truly the ghosts in those stories aren't the ghosts themselves, but it's the events that those ghosts take Scrooge to. Uh, You know, it's, it's his own death. That's the ghost. It's uh, what was his name? Timmy or whatever. Who's tiny, ill, Tim, yeah. tiny, tiny Tim, uh, ill and dying. He's the ghost uh, of the future. Uh, not the ghost that's actually moving Scrooge around. It's those events, those life altering events that if he doesn't make the certain choice could end up being future. And that's where the ghost is. That's why they're called. That's why he's called the ghost of future past because those are the events that will haunt him eventually. And that's it. You know, it all comes down to what can be and not necessarily the, the demons themselves. All right, folks, that is all we got for you, for you this week. I, like I said, this was kind of a, uh, a, a short one because there wasn't a whole lot of research to do other than getting into the actual stories that people used to tell, which we can talk about later on. But it was a super interesting thing that I thought was something to talk about because the tradition isn't there anymore. And, you know, if you find yourself getting into the tradition again, I would love to hear people's Christmas ghost stories, even if they're, they're fictitious or whatever. That is all we got for you this week. Until next week, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. Cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.